Welcome to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. As always, I am greeted by my guest, uh, Andrew Solania, as well as Alec Argento. How are we doing, boys? What's up? Hey. <laughs> Let's roll with it. What's up, Alec? Is that it? You don't want to do? You don't want to host anymore? That's all you got? No, no, I'm done with it. Uh, it. It's not fun to host. It's fun to just give opinions on no research. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're rolling with that as the intro to this podcast. That was Alec Argento, who you just heard there, uh, going through my normal little opening rant, if you will, but Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, not that fraud you heard in the first couple seconds, but Alec Argento is here. What's up, Alec? What's up, boys? Hey, oh, you, you didn't even go with your 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 sub. I, I did your sub before. You didn't even, you're not even true to character I, right now. I, I'm throwing for a loop, my dude. I'm throwing for a loop right now. I don't know who I am at the moment. Yeah, all you, all you need to know is bring out the hot takes in about two minutes, okay? Then start reeling them out. But also joining us, we have yeah. Andrew Kalanya. This is the Baseball Collective. So, Andrew, what's up, buddy? Hello there. It seems like when I need to talk baseball, I turn to you two uh, at all times, whether it be in our Twitter group chat, our now uh, new and improved text group chat that we also use for more timely messages that we ne- may need. Uh, but mm-hmm. I-, I turn to you guys a lot, and you guys follow this stuff as much as anyone I know. Uh, but Andrew, let me just ask you this before we really dive deep into all this crap. How strenuous on your life, because I know how much baseball means to you, has it been to not have this on a daily basis at this point? Oh man, it's 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 tough. I mean, I'm I'm watching a lot of Jeopardy now. Uh <laughs> little wheel little wheel fortune. That seven seven to eight o'clock hour now is like usually the time you would get like get everything ready to sit down and watch the beginning of the game and now, you know. I'm getting like really good at Wheel of Fortune, though, so it's like looks good. I'm, I'm... Jeopardy's not as fun after the goat tournament, though. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's Ken, Ken Jennings wiped the floor with everybody. Was, I have uh, no was idea a, what that's about. The massacre. I did see some people on Twitter specifically talking about Jeopardy, like that one. Was it like a week long thing? How long did that last? I forget, but yeah, yeah, that thing rules. What was the other guy's name? The guy that had no business being there. So I forget uh, his name. I think it was uh, crap. Uh, it was like Pat or it might have been Peter. Uh, uh, people I, listening are gonna go crazy right now, but, but you know. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, but he great did podcasting. He, he did. He did awful. He like it was just those two. It was Ken and the other Brad. guy. That was yeah. his name, Brad. Brad. Brad did terrible. Heck, Brad. Look at the big brain on Brad. You know, I, I actually just realized something. You know, in podcasts, when people go, "Oh, this is terrible podcasting," isn't it? Like with a big sarcastic grin going on. I just did that. And I think that the rule is if you do that, it automatically makes it good podcasting. So we're good. We don't, we don't have to worry about that last minute about Jeopardy. We're in the clear because I said, oh, this is a good podcast topic. So there we go. But oh, Alec, also, you mentioned something to me off, uh, off record the other day. I'm going to bring up. And you were saying how you just desperately wish you could, you know, turn on a spring training game drop 20 bucks on your DraftKings and just let it rip because that's how much you want to get in on some action with some baseball. Do you still feel similarly that even if it was spring training or summer training at this point, you're just ready for any sort of baseball action? Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I'd be putting money down on spring training games regardless of if there was a quarantine or not. <laughs> I spend many days, uh, many many a Sunday afternoon at, at a sports bar with nobody there, just pounding beers and watching myself lose a parlay with like a Timberwolves and three uh, the Timberwolves game and like three different spring training games <laughs> where like it's they're up by ten in the second inning when the subs come in and you don't know what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> But to answer your question, yeah, I, I want baseball back. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had somebody on Twitter, actually a former coworker of uh, Andrew and mine when I used to work over there, uh, Chris Mangan. He hit me up and he's like, "Dude, if you're not watching the KBL, you're messing up." And I'm just like, "Dude, if you think I'm waking up that early, or you know, it's a better chance that I'm actually staying up that late to watch those games." Is anyone actually have you caught any of this stuff live? I checked it out when it first, I think it was like the first game that aired. I was just like, I want to check it out. And it was just like, yeah, it's fun. And it was fun to see like the robots in the stands and like the fake people and stuff. And then like, and at the second, it was just like, I don't know any of these players. I don't, you know, you know, it's baseball, but it's just like, it's like watching the eighth inning of a spring training game. Like you don't, you know, you're not invested as much. Did you see the Jung Ho Kang 
keeps getting DUIs wherever he goes. Joe <laughs> Hook, former a former short MLB shortstop. It's uh, officially just, a problem. I forget what he was. I, I mean, he got kicked out of the of the MLB for for DUIs, and he went back to the KBO and continues to get it there. Like the dude just can't handle it. <laughs> it's like, officially a problem. Get a driver. Get a driver. Yeah. Like do something. Yeah. Uber. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uber. Listen, like he's oh. good too. He was he was having a good season. It was the Pirates, right? When, yeah, when he was here. Uh, yeah, he was good with uh, in America, and then all of a sudden he just stopped doing things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had him on my fantasy team, and it just didn't it didn't go well for for my team and me on that on that go round. <laughs> but let's get some more specific conversation going here. Um, again, Alec Argento, Andrew Kalani. I don't know if I actually ever said that or not, but here we are uh, talking baseball and whatnot. So. The real crux of this whole issue is is money, unfortunately, right? So us fans and people who talk on this podcast, like, we want baseball, obviously. There's no reason why we wouldn't want this to come back. And I think what's hard for fans to wrap their head around is that there, there's it's so much bigger than we could even fathom without really diving in deep to it. So I'm just going to lay out a couple of the things um, that are affected by this. So obviously you have the players, you have the owners, then you have all the employees of the teams, you have all the employees of the stadiums, you have all the employees around the stadiums, parking lots, bars, uh, you know, grocery stores, restaurants, all that stuff. So obviously this is comes comes down a lot to the players and to the owners, but there's so many more people affected by this. And of course the fans um, always, you know, season ticket holders, people who who follow teams very, very uh, hardcore. Everyone's going to be affected by this, but those are just a bunch of the parties I want to lay out there so we can think about everybody as we have this full conversation. So, Andrew, I'm going to go to you first, and I'm just going to ask you a general overview right now of what, what you're seeing and put the Andrew twist on it. So, like, what Passon reported today about all the minor leaguers getting cut, but also the players leaking that they want 100 games. If you put the Andrew Kalania twist on the information you have here, what is your best-case scenario of how this might play out? Oh, the best-case the best case scenario is that um, I think they both come to realize that, okay, the, the owners stand, I think the report is $4 billion, and the players, you know, get nothing again I, I think both parties will come to understand that you know some money is better than no money um i think that uh it, it, again I'll, I'll preface my entire remark saying nobody gives a shit about a fight between millionaires and billionaires when there's people the the unemployment rate is what it is when there's a hundred thousand people dead in this country because of the virus like no like no one should give a shit either way but uh they they have to come together and they have to uh just just put the put the bullshit aside and just and and, and do what's best for for everybody um uh, and i think that being said i think there's one side of of, of the argument that's that's clearly trying to take advantage of the other uh, I think it's the owners trying to take advantage of the players in, in, in this instance, and I think that's gross. Uh, but I think the best case scenario at the end of the day is they both come together and realize that baseball needs to happen. Baseball needs to be the focus, and baseball needs to be the thing that brings people together and heals us as a, a country. So That was a beautiful opening statement, Andrew. I'm going to act actually like a mediator here. Um, who's that guy? Well, is his name Wolf Blitzer? Is that a guy who does stuff with the with the debates? Sure. Oh yeah. Sure Space yeah. nation. Consider me Wolf Blitzer from here on out. Uh, Alec, what would you like to to open with as as your opening thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sympathetic towards anybody in this situation, right? I mean, Drew said it before. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't give a crap about someone, even if you're the lowest paid player on an MLB roster, you're making five hundred fifty thousand a year or whatever it is. I don't care about you uh, as in terms of your financial risk uh, because I don't make that. I won't make that for a while, and <laughs> there's a lot of people who are making a lot less than me right now, making zero, and I just don't care. Um, you know, I, I I it sucks not having sports, right? I think <clears throat> I think that. I'm on the opposite side of the aisle in terms of, you know, I, I think that 
sure, the owners are probably trying to take advantage of the players, but ultimately they're the ones putting the money out there, right? And, and the players aren't really taking as much of a financial risk, right? They're taking their own risk, don't get me wrong, but in terms of financial, they're not taking a risk. Um, and especially as, as this, uh, the CBA is coming up right now, I personally think you give now to get later, right? And, and I think that ultimately if you don't, if, if, if you, it seems like there's a good chance there might be a strike when the CBA is up, right? And if you're going to go two seasons in a row without playing, that's not smart business tactics, right? And, and Tony Clark's an idiot. So I, I, I think that that's probably something that you would consider as the head of the players union. But I don't know. I just, I, I think that, you know, and I saw a new proposal today. I'm not sure who proposed it, whether it was the owners or the players, but something along the lines of um, the top players taking pay cuts and the, the lower level players not getting pay cuts. And I think that's a fantastic compromise, I mean, personally. And if, if the, the top eight players are going to still complain about it, then it's just greedy. And that's, that's kind of gross in and of its own right, right? If, if the people that are, that are in need are getting taken care of it uh, and you're not, and you're losing three million out of your eight million or whatever it right. is, right? It, it, I don't really care about I, I you. Think so though, I think, I don't know. I, I, just to clarify, and I'll let you jump back in to finish. I think, though, and Andrew, correct sure. me if you know this, uh, I think that one you're talking about was pay cut for the higher paid players on top of the already – talked about pay cut. Pro, yes, yes. So it, was, pro, yeah, it was the yeah, prorated salary and then a pay cut on top yeah, of the prorated salary. Pro- so and that's, that's why they got and, so pissed. But yes, you can Yeah, yeah. and and see and that's the and that's the whole thing is that the owners and the players they came to an agreement. And back in March they came to an agreement. They said, okay, prorated salaries, not a games play. Done deal. Let's let's play ball. Let's whenever we're allowed to play ball, let's play ball. And now when they now when the owners figured out they made a bad deal now they're coming back and saying, oh, well, actually, you know, concessions and ticket sales, that's what's really driving your business, which is complete bullshit because it's 2020 and everyone's getting uh, money through the MLB BAM tech and through broadcasting deals through a million other ways than ticket sales and, and ballpark way. That's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard that, that uh, this is the, the driving revenue force because there's not going to be fans. That's, when, that's why you want to take players to take a pay cut and that's why you're you're going back on the deal now like that's that was my like I, again i think i was more on alex on alex side until that point happened when you right. when they're the reason why like we're they're battling up so like yeah we're not past the point of when they want to do spring training yet but we're getting we're getting this may 28th we're getting pretty fucking close right now and uh you know if if the uh if, if we don't have baseball this year, I will 100% put it on the owners to try to get over on the players when, you know, when obviously they, they have the public perception. They're, they're the, you know, no one gives a shit on how much money the, the owners make. It's the, you know, the players get paid to play a game sort of spin that they, that fans always somehow get attached to, but they don't care that the, that the owners are making 20 times more than that, you know? So that's, that's my, that's my uh, viewpoint on that. And the one thing that yeah, I wanna, and, and I, I don't, I don't. Go ahead. You mind if I go, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I and I don't want to get into like a capitalist or or, or yeah. idea or anything like that. That's not that's not what this is for me. It's just you know, I, from my perspective, it's like wh- where's the money coming from, right? And, and that's what you have to realize. So the money is coming from fan attendance, right? And and it's been such a nebulous idea of what's going to happen, right? So this initial proposal may have been the prorated salaries. But also at the time, there was ideas at the time that we were going to be able to have fans in the stadium. And then at a certain point, it became, you know, a non-starter at that point. So it's a fluid situation. So I think that it's unfair to act like an initial proposal in the beginning phases of this in March, when this was still a new idea and such a novel virus that we didn't know about. I don't think, I don't think it's unfair to blame the owners for, for changing anything. I think it's unfair. I think, I think personally what it is is the players union posturing. Right. Uh, and, and, and I think both sides are posturing, right. That's what you do in a, in a deal, right. You have to negotiate. That's just, that's natural. Um, but you know, if, 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 even if it was a fair, <clears throat> was a fair deal, no matter what, the players' union was going to complain about it because that's what you do as a union uh, for for the, for the players' union, right? You have to you have to say that I'm fighting for as much as I can, right? And that that's fair. That's what a union. That's the purpose of a union. So, mm. um, and especially the most powerful union in the country being the, the MLP Players Association. So, I, I don't know. I just think I, I think it's I, I 
I don't, again, I am not sympathetic towards owners, right? But I think it's unfair to just expect the players to, to players have to play ball, no pun intended, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because the money has to come from somewhere, right? And you're losing so much money. Like, it's not a small number. You're losing so much money in terms of, uh, in terms of fan attendance and, and parking and things like that. And, you know, I, I don't know how this works. You guys would probably know better because you guys are in media. But I would assume the TV deals that they have are already at a fixed rate anyway. So they're not going to rise this year uh, because of, you know, because of the increased uh, viewership or whatever it is. That's something that gets paid out in the long run. So this year, it's, it's just going to be less money in every in, in every area, right? I, I would assume. You guys can tell me on that one. Well, I have a couple, no, I have a couple things here real quick to jump in on. Um, one thing with the TV stuff is yeah, there may be the contract in place between the, the teams, the league, and the networks, but the networks are the ones who have to sell that inventory too. So what happens is, mm-hmm. in in theory here, right? So I'm just going to take, um, I'll, I'll just use the Yes Network as an example, right? Because I know the Yankees have an, an ownership in, in the Yes Network. Is that correct? So yeah. maybe that's actually a bad example. Let's say St. Louis, Fox Sports, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, Fox Sports has no inventory now to sell, so... If they have no inventory to sell, then they can't hold up the bargain of the agreement. And then that network can go under because there's no inventory, right? So it, it, does that make sense, Andrew? I mean, we both worked in uh, we, we work in TV and digital ad sales and whatnot, but that makes sense, right? So like Fox Sports, Northwest, whatever, can't sell enough Fox inventory. Sports, Fox Sports, Missouri, mm-hmm. they can't sell enough inventory. They, they don't hit any budgets. They lose all this business. They... They don't. They have to cut all, all their employees. They don't have this. They don't have that. And then all of a sudden, the St. Louis Cardinals don't have a, a TV partner next year because that yeah. network just went under. Does that make sense? Because that's something I yeah, think they enough. would be worried about too. Well, I don't think I don't think any of the te- you know again. I think you're you have to talk think about short term. I think you're everyone's going to lose money no matter what. There's, these are short term losses that everyone, every single person, has to live with but again we're talking about billionaires we are talking about we are talking about owners who became owners for a reason they don't like losing they don't like losing money even in a short term even if it's you know they could they'll, they'll fuck themselves five years out of the line they'll kill baseball to save their short term uh, right. uh gains well, here let me let me but, ask this question actually pose this question because i think you're kind of getting to it i want to just say i want to say it straight up what possible win can come from not playing at all what po- they're, they're, like so like that's my whole thing that i keep coming back feel to no good. matter what feel good feel good sentiment somebody, feel good sentiment that, no, that you did that you helped stuff to your gun that's all it right. is right so like somebody mm-hmm. somebody's going to come out a bigger loser than anybody else no matter how you skin it the same for the basketball the same for football if there is um, i agree you know depending on Football, obviously, when it starts and what happens between now and September, October, whatever. But basketball and baseball are in a similar boat here. So, like, somebody's going to get screwed. And whether it's the Orlando Magic, who are the eight seed, who now have to be in a playing tournament, even though they earn their playoff spot and that extra money and that whatnot. Or if it's the Lakers, who now worked so hard for home court advantage the whole season and don't get it. Somebody's going to come the loser here. In baseball, somebody's going to walk away a bigger loser. The owner's or the players. There should be, in theory, a way where they're both equal losers, but it sounds like if they just don't play and don't agree, don't get on the same page or even close to the same page, you have two big fat losers. And then the sport of baseball, the league of the major MLB, Major League Baseball, is legitimately in jeopardy moving forward. And the same with basketball. We don't know what this league can look like in three to five years, which is funny because this no could be games. the this could be the ultimate time for it. This could be the ultimate time for for baseball to thrive uh, and use it as an opportunity to be the only game in town. We talked about it ourselves before, but like this, in my opinion, what what I think happens, it, it, I think it's short sighted for the for for the players not to do anything because think of the endorsements that they're they're going to have an opportunity to get. Think of the advantages they're going to they're going to be able to get when they're the only game in town. When people are so desperate to watch something. You know, I mean, look at Blake Snell, right? Someone who's been outspoken against it. Look how much money he's making right now off of Twitch, right? That's that's a platform that wasn't necessarily afforded to him. Think about if he plays and he's vocal and he has a personality now where there's all eyes on the 
sport. And then the, a team like the Rays can, you know, actually be a mainstream team that, that, he, that normally wouldn't happen. It doesn't make sense. To, like, I understand you're going to lose some money here. Like you said, Pete, and like you said, Drew, everyone, everyone's going to lose money in this situation. So it just doesn't make any sense to me why there's, Outside of just your 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 contract, there's more money to be made. And if you're worried about the lower level players not being paid, then pay them out of your salary. That's that's an option that's on the table, in my opinion. So, yeah, I I think I and I think I'm I'm pretty much in, in a, kind of in agreement there. But I will say this: that the the lifespan of a major league baseball is careers. I think like the average is like six years for one player. So you got you have six years to I'm get your money. I'm surprised it's that high, by the way. Yeah, it I, it might be lower than five somewhere somewhere. I think it's like five to six years is a typical average major league career. You got you have five or six years to get your money, and then that's it. Your career is your career is done. Okay, and then that's that's it. So like, so uh, and then you're talking about and plus franchise the way arbitration uh, works and salaries and rookie salaries. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Judge exactly. hasn't even got to a contract, a real contract negotiation yet. You know what I mean? Well, he's, yeah. he's, he's still getting paid. He's still getting, he's getting a nice arbitration deal right now. Of course, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying well, like he, he he's got a, 27, 28? Yeah, 20, 28 years old. And he hasn't hit the market. But also baseball players are, uh, baseball players act so entitled in my opinion. This is always a problem with me. When you look at the comparable sports right now, right? You look at football, football has no guarantees in anything. Right, as far as like being, you know, a, a superstar, you have no job security whatsoever. You're in the league for what, what's the average two years in football, it's, and you look at the NBA. There's a hard salary cap in the NBA too, right? So you you're capped out on what you make in that respect. Baseball players are the only game in town without a salary cap, and they have fully guaranteed money, right? So in this situation, it's it's hard for me to hear them cry poverty. I, I really is. I just don't. I don't. If a football player says it to me. I'd, I'd, I'd be more in line to believe it right, right. now, right? Like, I'd, I'd be more in line. But baseball players, it's, it's hard for me to get on your side. <laughs> so let me say this, though. So I got the numbers here. So for MLB, average contract, according to Google, is 5.6 years. For the NFL, it is 3.3 years. And for the NBA, it is 4.5 years. So MLB has the longest average, which I'm, I'm honestly, I'm kind of shocked by because I'm thinking about, you know, there's 25 guys on a roster. There's, you know, a relief pitcher who's in the minors for five years, and then yep. he gets called up, and he's in the majors for two years, and he's gone. But, you know, there's also a lot of guys who do play 15 years, 20 years. There's guys who can play until 40. Yeah. So I guess it evens Julio, out. But, yeah. Julio Franco really uh, tipped the scales here. and, <laughs> him Bartolo, and Bartolo. Him and Bartolo, <laughs> Bartolo really tipped the scales and inflated that average there. Yeah, no, it's a great so. point. Did you ever see the stat about Jamie Moyer uh, where, where he's like, He's faced like like sixty percent of baseball players in history, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was something like uh, he he faced someone who faced like uh, Joe DiMaggio or something like. Hey, it goes back to like he faced a guy who faced Joe DiMaggio, and then he also faced like Mike Trout at one yeah. point. Like it was it was, cra- it was it, like crazy. It's, it's like unreal. That. And that sounds actually want, brings me to something else I want to talk about here because I don't want to get off the thing where baseball's in the spotlight yet. I think that's a really important and interesting topic to talk about you even think about house of highlights and bleacher report and uh name any other of these instagrams that just post highlights all the time they they kind of thrive on basketball right and that's a because of baseball's really strict rules with you know sharing the the videos and the whatnot uh and also because the basketball highlights individual highlights tend to be more exciting or get more clicks or more whatever is whatever right so if baseball is alone and gambling is what we know it is in America, if it's the spotlight sport, the only live event we have going right now, gambling is going to be through the roof. TV numbers are going to be fantastic. People are going to be so excited. And digital revenue, which MLB d- does a really good job at digital internally, if they can spread out a little bit, give some more rights away to certain accounts and whatnot, they could own social media as well. And that's something that you like we could never they've never owned. Baseball has never owned social media. Since social media has been really, really strong, that was like the last peak years of national baseball, I would say, right? And that was early Twitter. That was before Instagram was important. So if they can figure out a way to get playing here and the right way 
to expand the rights that they give to these other Instagram accounts and the Bleacher Reports, the ESPNs, and, the, and the, all that stuff, there's a chance they can put their highlights not only in the face of all the people, faces of all the people who are going to tune in to watch games, but people who are just scrolling Instagram, scrolling Twitter, and all that stuff where they've never lived before. They've never dominated that spot before. Well, Petey, especially with these super divisions that they're proposing, these crosstown rivalries that are that if it's going to get played this year, it seems like that's a, that's that's the guarantees that they're going to do these these super divisions from everything that I've read at least. So that's going to draw so much interest outside of just the Yankees and the Nets. Think of the you know the the the, the Royals versus the Cardinals. You know that's a local, that's a huge local thing. You know the Angels versus the Dodgers, the the, the Rays versus the Marlins. That's going to drum up interest, right? That, and that and then you know you you can play around with. If you're going to have this wacky season anyway, you can play around with some stuff. Do exactly. mic up the players. You, you know, look look you huge like it always boggles my mind that people like Francisco Lindor aren't superstars with like the personality that he has and his talent on, on, on the uh, on the on the field too. Like this is your opportunity to get this done. You can make more money in the long run, so much more this season if you just do it right and everyone gets on the same page and it's like I don't know. It, it just I know I know it's hard to get in the same room right now, obviously, to do these things. But like, just iron out the details. It's in everyone's interest to get it done. And and one thing Absolutely. I will add. Sorry, Andrew, to cut you off. I just want to say this real quick because what you just said, Alec, reminded me of something I've been thinking about. Obviously, with basketball having similar conversations, the difference right now between baseball and basketball and the negotiations. Right, basketball was three quarters done with their season, so you know legitimacy of a season. What mattered? What didn't matter for these superstars? Will the championship be, you know, have an asterisk on it? Are probably more heavy problems for basketball because they're already so far into the season. So if basketball is like, hey, you know, look, we're just going to try something and throw it at the wall and see if uh, um, an Olympic-style group thing works. But then it's like, well, what about the last 60 games we just played? Like, does that mean nothing for baseball? Because they're starting from scratch, they didn't even get spring training off yet. Like they have a clean slate to play around with some of this stuff, like you said. And the universal DH jumps to mind, and it seems like there's ways where baseball can actually use this as a test ground, whereas basketball, the tests that they would be running would be muckying up. Uh, that's not a good phrase here, but like dirtying something that already started. Does that make sense? I know, and and you could use the opportunity to do something. I know they had those crazy uh, playoff proposals as well, where the 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 first seed could like choose their opponent in like the playoffs. Like, just go. Like, if this this season's already again, you're gonna have an 82 game season or 100 game season, whatever it is. Just like, and uh, you know, 12 or I think it's gonna be like 12 teams. uh, each each league making the playoffs or something crazy like just go just go nuts just have like fun with it and just like see what see what works and what doesn't work at the same time and then like you know your season's your season it's the I don't think anybody looks at the the ninety five season illegitimately you know there was that was a shortened season um you know just go with it just like there's there's too much to lose by not playing baseball like they have to they absolutely have to iron out the details they absolutely have to get this done. I think we all agree that in one way or another, it is in the overwhelming majority's interest to get the baseball on the field and start playing somehow or another. Right. Is that fair to say everybody? Yeah. No, I disagree. I don't want to watch sports this year. Come on. What a question. <laughs> it was rhetorical. I was going to let you guys not answer, but then I kind of paused. So I had to wait anyway, but so let's move on now to talk about some of these for us, I guess, hypotheticals, because we're not in the room. We don't know, you know, every single proposal or every single option or their most realistic options um, with the divisions and the whatnot. So, Alec, you kind of already gave a hint at what you're kind of looking for. Andrew, is there any specific sort of, you know, proposal that you really lean towards with whether it be 82 games, 100 games, divisions, whatever intricacy that you can think of that would be worth trying out on this season? What is uh, Andrew Kalania's ideal proposal here, or ideal season, well, if you will? Well, I think I think I think having like a even eighty-two games, I think I think just for for my brain just works better that way instead of having like a hundred or something. It makes me, like if I if I look at like Baseball Reference and I see like a hundred games on someone, so like oh they were hurt for the season, like 
eight two games, and I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. It was the half season. I remember now. Okay, um, and I think that interdivision, like the the you know trying to lessen the travel for all the teams, and then doing, I think the, I think they want to do where they would have like three, they would have longer series. So you would have like seven, instead of like a three or four game series, you would have like a seven or 10 game series in like each home stadium and just like being able to- I like that a lot. Yeah, be able to see the same opponent like over and over again, try like and trying out different strategies. Be like, oh, this person was getting rocked. We can't keep throwing them out there for, you know, five, six games, you know, uh, or, you know, if, if someone's hot, uh, you know, there's just, there's so many, so many different strategy elements that I think you could- implement in like a longer series like that so i think that would be that would be really interesting and then do the do crazy with the with the playoff format do do the eight teams per league or 10 teams whatever 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 the hell it is have, have all the teams make the playoffs and do just one big round robin tournament have the have the baltimore orioles win the world series no <laughs> you know what you Absolutely. just actually led me to a weird place in my head where i'm thinking about the geographic situation here and it reminds me of you know like high school i know um, in Staten Island where I grew up playing high school baseball, we were a part of like a city, the city league, right? The city, uh, high school league. So the way it worked was there was obviously the Staten Island teams and then it was Staten Island, Brooklyn, uh, and was it the, the Queens? I forget, but it was another borough and maybe and a part of Long Island. And then the other section was Manhattan, Bronx. This is called PD's Nostalgia uh, uh, Minute. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing to do with me. I'm just thinking about, like, the locations of it. PD played college baseball at TCNJ. I didn't even say college. <laughs> I said high school. Jeez. Anyway, but <laughs> the location of it, right, it made me think about that. And then that now leads me to this, where if we were to do some super division stuff, would the Mets and Yankees, for example – now be separated from the Marlins and the Rays. And what could we now abolish American League National League completely and just do actually geographic divisions where now the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Orioles are all in one division? Because that's the geographical I'll sense. I'll tell you, I, I would be so happy because it's always bothered me because it's such a precedent for the NFL. And it's always bothered me that teams like, the Dallas Cowboys are in the Eastern, uh, you know, the, the East. It just makes no sense to me. And things like that would get a president. And my, my like, OCD brain would just think it'd be so much happier if, if we actually have the Eastern teams in the East and, you know, not, and not have, like, central teams in the West and whatnot. Right. And then, like, the Braves, the Florida teams are together. I don't know who else would be close enough in that area. Maybe yeah. the Missouri teams, the sneaky Missouri no, Royals. Looking, yeah. I'm looking up on USA Today, so uh, so this was a tweet from like I don't know a couple weeks ago. So the proposed for the East: Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, Marlins. In the Central: Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, Tigers, and the West: Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Athletics, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, Mariners. So three divisions. How do we feel three about divisions. just three? Is that make is that work? Does that make sense? Is that is that enough separation? Can't do odd numbers. You gotta have at least four. Gotta have at least four. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it. <laughs> Alex yeah, OCD. He Alex just started building Legos to feel normal right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to spend more money on Legos. <laughs> You've been cut off since you got a dog. No, I mean, the, the, I, I'm ashamed to tell you how much money I spent on on this dog <laughs> right now. I got price gouged during during coronavirus, but uh, you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I you know I've saved so much money during coronavirus. I've also spent it on some really non financially savvy moves. <laughs> oh, absolutely! So I, over I under. So wait, what, what's the what's the higher total, the dog or the Legos? Uh, the dog by few thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. I feel like I just uh, just hurt your feelings right there. You're checking your your bank account he's, as we speak. He's perfect. Though. He's perfect. Though. I made the right choice. There you go. Yeah, you got a little. Yeah, yeah shout out to uh, to both of you guys. Your, your quarantines have probably. Well, Alec just got the dog like four days ago, so it's not quite the same. But Andrew, you have a little one. Your your son. Yeah. He. You've probably spent so so much more time with him in this quarantine. It's probably been wonderful to see some amazing things that you don't normally get to see. Oh yeah, I got to see him. I got to see him take his first steps. I've seen him like do a bunch of stuff. It's just like, oh, it's it's awesome, uh, you know. And I and I 100 percent wouldn't miss that being at work, you know. So like, the, you know, everything going on 
you know, it's been affected so many million people, but like, I, I, I look at it on the positive side. I got to spend more time with my kid and like, uh, man, but the, the rough part's been like, I've been watching like so much kid shows. Like, this, this <laughs> is terrible. And like, P- even PJ Mask? Uh, yeah, there's like this channel called Baby First and it's, it's just mindless nonsense and it's just on repeats. Like, and it's all the production value from like 1999. So nothing's in HD and it's just like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. And I like, I can't, I can't like change the channel to watch sports highlights. And it's like, cause there's nothing else to watch. I can either turn on the news or I can, I can watch Baby First and it's just like, uh, it's, I'm drinking. Which one's, drinking which one's more depressing? <laughs> Baby First <laughs> or the news? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Shout out to Ozark, by the way. I, I, I started it three years late, but good show. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad, Alec. Thank you. <laughs> I've been doing doing a, doing a lot of rewatches. Like uh, I'm watching Community now that's on uh, that's on Netflix. Oh, the best. Yeah. Me and You're Alec are the right people. Me we, and we, Alec we, just we, had the exact reaction. We both put both of our hands up like we just won the World Series. Uh, I love Community. Community we are is the best. huge Community fans. This podcast is a big Community podcast. Drew, People may not even know it, but it is. Yeah, Drew, you you, you got to know. So so me, me, Pete, and a couple of other our other friends got really into Community when it was on TV or like right at the end of it and stuff like that. Um, and we always talk about it because you know how like a lot of hockey fans and soccer fans don't like they, like they think you're a poser if you try to get into their sport and they're mm. like you know like you didn't put the effort in and stuff like that. We are the complete and utter opposite when it comes to community. Every time, like now that it's on Netflix and people are watching it, we are so ecstatic. And now mm-hmm. we're just hoping to get six seasons in a movie. Oh yes. yes. No, they did. They did the. T- they did the table read uh, a couple of weeks. Ago. Like I think it was like on the. Oh, 18th. we watched. Yes, so, we yeah, I watched the cast. It was great, and they had Pedro Pascal doing the the guy with, who headed up the firm. It was the best. Wait, that's that's, that's, one, that's one of my favorite episodes. Too. Oh yeah. When he, when he didn't. He clearly didn't read the script beforehand. I was really mad. And for not reading the script beforehand, he killed it up until that point, honestly. But this is definitely going off the road. People who don't watch Community or don't know that they did a table read are just like, Where, how did we get here? How did we get to this part? Talk about baby first in Community. <laughs> that is what quarantine does to us, though. I mean, I, I feel yeah. kind of scatterbrained um, throughout quarantine because I'll just bounce from from thing to thing. Uh, thankfully mm-hmm. for me, the one thing that's been keeping me sane on the sports front has been MLB the show. Uh, honestly, it's keeping me sane. I've been playing a lot of that, but uh, we don't need to talk about that again. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, let's get back to some <laughs> baseball stuff here though, for a second. Right. So, let, let's, so, uh, so, yeah, so I was thinking, so, so, um, you know, I think one of the more interesting things about the shortened season is that, uh, it, every game is going to count so much more, and I think that it kind of turns it into more of a, an NFL type of uh, situation where every game is actually really going to matter because you know the small sample size is such a is such a crazy thing in baseball. If if they would have done an 82 game season last year, the Washington Nationals wouldn't have qualified for the postseason. You would have had a different World Series champion. Mm. So they were they were not in the playoff picture after 82 games. So it, there's going to be I, and I think especially for a team like the Yankees, that uh, injuries are going to be going to be a big thing. They're, you know, you can't just say, okay, guys are going to get healthy eventually. But you know, because if, if you know, Judge still hasn't come back from from the from from the rib or the collapsed lung or whatever the fuck he has, you know, he never will. Uh, if, if that doesn't happen, that you're, that's a serious blow to the team, and whatever team can stay healthy, whatever team can stay hottest, I think like, I think that's going to be more of the, one of the more interesting things. You know, if if they do play that, having that short season, just small sample size is going to be crazy. Right. I want to see someone hit like you might see someone hit 400. True. Next year, I think it's going to be crazy. I that's think, a good point. I think there's a good thing actually, because you know, I always think about this too. Basketball is really the only sport where counting stats over the course of a season kind of like don't matter. Like off the top of your or your guys' heads, I know uh, you guys are Al. You're you're a a big ish basketball fan, a big Knicks fan. Andrew, you're well, I would say like a average hoops fan, right? You know, you're not crazy mm. about it, but you definitely yeah. keep your finger on it. Um, can yeah. you think off the top of your head one like stat total that means anything in basketball, like X amount of points, X amount of rebounds for one season? Mm. Right? No. No, no. It's, it's it's averages, but yeah, but averages are like right, and know, that's that's my point. That's where I'm trying. That's where I'm trying to get to. So, oh, okay. if baseball now in this shortened season where 
you know, obviously the benchmark for home runs have been like 50 for the leaders, right? That's been like the average benchmark for league leaders the past couple of years. The new benchmark is going to be unknown in 82 games. We could do our math and we could, you know, guess, guesstimate, is it going to be 25? Is it going to be whatever? But now depends on depends on the baseball, but that's all other topic. Good point. But if they (laughs) if they find some stats that you know, like if if home run per at bat becomes a more intriguing uh, intriguing stat, or you know people actually start focusing on on base percentage and slugging percentage more, and not just like oh he has thirty home runs he must be good, like there's going to be more intricacies to see who's actually you know playing at, at the highest level. I think that could be an interesting thing for baseball as well, where these traditional stats with the strike how many strikeouts in a season matter so much to people but we're getting to this place where people don't play as many games they don't have as many at bats etc maybe there's could be some new interesting ways to look at baseball for a lot of these fans uh to, to make it a little bit more intriguing and i think you can get a you think to, go ahead you go Jeff. no uh, i think and then i think you can get attached to more players too i think if there's an unknown player that gets hot at this at the time and be able to carry your team to the playoffs like you can have a you can have an Aaron Small uh, all over again or something like that, and you can draw more interest. You can create more you know interest in interest in these players because you know like the NBA and the NFL these are all star driven leagues. And again, you know, baseball has a problem marketing stuff, but if you have these these other unknown players just coming out of nowhere, especially in you know, the spotlight, I think that could that could exponentially help the help the sport. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Do you think that there's old heads out there that don't want the season to start because the stats won't be legitimate? Yeah, definitely. Probably. probably. I mean, I haven't listened to the fan in a while, so I couldn't tell you how the old heads are doing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... you, because like you, you like, I think that most people are just like, oh, you know, I want the sport back. I want to, I want to watch baseball again. You know that there's like idiots out there who are like, I, I don't want anything to happen. If somebody is, you know, going to bat 450 this year or, or whatever it is, that's not the baseball that gonna, I love. Or there's, yeah, there's going to be a DH in both leagues or whatever. There's definitely going to be a bunch of NL purists that are going to be like, this isn't baseball. Oh, my rah, God. Rah, 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 rah. Wait, let's get to that in Because like we've done two such minutes. a good job as baseball fans. Yeah, we've got, just real quick, we've done such a good yeah. job as baseball fans getting away from that baseball purist mentality over the past, like, 10 years or so. It kind of ruined baseball, in my opinion, in a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of respects. And we're finally getting to it. But you know that the old heads are going to come out during all this uh, situation. And, you know, and, I, and, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to kind of change topics. Not completely, but so if you want to hop in first. Uh, I completely also changed topics. No worries. We're, I was oh, going to okay. say um, the, in basketball was the most recent shorted, uh, shortened season, I believe, right? So the Heat's first year, or was it their second year? When they beat the Thunder in the championship, yeah, it was their second championship. I think, or the no, the first one they lost. I whatever, it doesn't matter. The one where they beat the Thunder. I, this is my point. I don't even know which one was the shortened season. I don't think anyone puts an asterisk on that, other than the fact that there was a big three. Yeah, but how many games did they lose? How many did they play? I I think they lost like twenty games, which yeah. is for basketball. Okay, a, a so, quor- so it's, a so it's still not half. It, it's not half, but it's not half the season or more. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And I'll, I'll look yeah, up just the exact number. If you, if you, but if you look at the NFL, because I think that's the most like extreme version of it. If the NFL loses any games in the season, it's a huge deal, right? So assuming, assuming you you lost the equivalent of us going from one sixty two uh, to eighty one or whatever it is, um, you know that's eight games instead of sixteen games. That is. So monumentally different. I think when you put it in a smaller picture, it's easier to wrap your head around why it shouldn't happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so basketball went to 66. Sorry, I was looking this up. I was trying to get it um, together. So they went from 82 to 66 that season. Um, and they started uh, in December? Yes. It. Yes, it started in December, the league. So 66. So what is that? To, uh, I'm bad at math. 18 games? For 6 to 14? I don't know. Don't even try me. I, I can't do math like that. Doesn't, <laughs> we are dumb. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. But even back in, there was the, the lockout season in 99. And I think Phil Jackson was on record saying that it was an asterisk championship. But 20 years later, nobody thinks of that as an asterisk. And I think no. for basketball and baseball right now, everybody is going to be, for the most part, there's always going to be lunatics out there who 
should, should have terrible opinions, but we're all going to understand what was at hand here. And if you get reminded, like, wait, why is there only 82 games that season? Oh, it was the COVID year. Like, we're going to go, oh, yeah, right, right. That was that season. And no one's going to say, oh, you know, you know, Mike Trout, say the Angels win a World Series this year. Like, oh, Mike Trout's only championship was in yeah, the lockout. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that because, it's, it, you know, shortened seasons are shortened seasons, but there is no there is no precedent for what's going to happen to sports during this, right? But it's there is a slight. big difference between a shortened season and super divisions where you're playing against teams you would never normally play at a shortened season uh, with no fans in attendance. Uh, or you're playing in, 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 you know, the Disney Worldwide Sports Complex or whatever it is. Whatever it is, this is not precedent. So, you know, I could I could see a case, at, you know, where as long as, you know, if the Yankees win that it's a legitimate World Series, but if they don't, there's a good chance I might I might say that this is a wacky season. Yeah, but the, the Yankees already... It, it may not be seamless, you know? The Yankees and, and, already and, lead and the world a, in illegitimate World Series, so it doesn't matter. Shut yeah, up, Pete. Uh, okay. Go, okay. <laughs> No, but I I think it'll be a, I think it'll be like a short term t- talking point on like you know on ESPN or you know on the fan so like well those the you know the with this legitimate championship and then you know two years from now everybody will forget not give a shit again. Does anyone think that the uh, the Braves '95 championship is illegitimate? I mean it's the only one they won. So you know with the <laughs> that core of that core four core five. Yeah, core four. I bet there's a lot of Marlins. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of Marlins expos mess and uh, Philly fans who think that that's illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the oh, thing man. though about baseball that basketball doesn't have is that there's a clean slate. So as much as you want to say illegitimate, uh, not fair, you know, it, it 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 works for this person, not for that person. But everybody's starting from the same spot. They're all starting zero yeah. and zero. They're all going to be playing in similar. Um, setups and travel situations and all that stuff's going to be as equal as it could be. So for baseball's sake, I don't see how you could really argue it. Like, why would you argue it if the Yankees win that it's legitimate, but if the the Mets win, it's illegitimate because, oh, they only made the playoffs because they got hot for one stretch. Well, no, everyone had the same opportunity to get hot. Everybody started 0-0. Zero and zero. I mean, in basketball right now, it's it's very different because you're looking at the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, a team like the Heat, the Raptors, who busted their ass for first round home court advantage, for second round home court advantage, et cetera, and they're going to lose that. They're going to be no fans. And that helps the Clippers because the Clippers, if they got into a series where they got home court advantage against the Lakers, which wouldn't happen because the Lakers have a better record, but in theory, it would be a Lakers series anyway. So it helps the Clippers. So if in Disney World the Clippers win the championship, are we going to say that's only because they were in Disney World? Like if it was anywhere else, like they would have lost, like – everybody's in the same place. So, yes, it's abnormal, but I don't think abnormal makes it illegitimate. Okay. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it, it'll be, again, it'll be a short-term talking point on, you know, people like to, it'll, it'll, uh, Skip Bayless will get a, get a good couple couple weeks worth of episodes out of it, but I, I don't think that it's going to be a thing uh, afterwards. Unless, unless, unless something legitimately weird happens, like the Baltimore Orioles winning, like, the World Series. Like, it's the, it's the only way. But if there's a if if the Astros end up winning it or the Dodgers are the way, the Yankees or any of the Cubs or any of these other like you know top contending teams going into the season end up winning it, I, I think so. But unless you get something like super wacky, then hey, you know, you know I what? Think that's, the, that's the only way. As long as John Sterling is telling Susan that that's baseball, then we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that, I don't know. I think if this operates under the assumption that things are going to go smoothly, right? I think that's what, what remains to be seen. We won't know until until yeah. everything happens, right? I mean, it's with with a lot of changes. There's gonna it, there's gonna be a learning period, right? There's gonna be an adjustment period, and you know, is the amount of time that we have in the season even enough to get adjusted, right? And if, for, if, like we're saying now, every game's gonna matter a lot more. It might not go smoothly, no matter and, what happens. And right? to, so and to maybe, be honest. Maybe, Something we did not even mention here, which, uh, I mean, it's something I guess it's it's more morbid uh, that, you know, we don't even have the scientific backgrounds to talk about, but what happens if and when a player gets the disease? Does that whole team get yeah. quarantined? Does that whole team now miss um, an extra six games or something like that? Like, does the whole league well, go yeah. on pause for, for a week, like two weeks or whatever well, it I, is? I, I... I think what they, I think what they, from the last proposal that I saw was that, so the player would get quarantined for seven days, which is against the CDC's recommendation of quarantine for two weeks. So you're already off the bat 
half of half the amount of recommended time for medical professionals. And then they have they're only allowed to come back unless they come back with two consecutive uh, negative tests for the virus. That's when they're allowed to mm. to come back. And then and on top of that, any of the players. So again, they're doing daily testing, but it, it, again, it, there's a day turnaround. All these players, again, you're in the locker room together, you're on the plane together, you're talking to coaches, you're on the buses. You're the clubhouse is a confined space for the for the for these people. So like. The, the the virus could spread very very easily among the teams because they're not gonna, they're not going to be allowed to shower in the in the stands. They have to shower back at their hotel rooms. They have to quarantine. There's a like, there's a million different uh, uh, steps that they have to take here. So you know that that's just the one minor complicate complication of the process. Uh, I don't think it stops, but I, I think you could easily you know if the, someone ends up getting the virus, you could easily derail that team's season. Uh, a blink of an eye. Yeah, it's like they're that yeah. team is just sent to an island and they're out. Yeah. You know, and then also what happens and this yeah. is this is tough and this is just the society in which we live is it different if Mike Trout gets the disease versus, you know, the fifth guy in the bullpen gets the disease. And you know, in theory and I'm sure in writing it's going to say no. Dark, I'm just saying I mean, it's something to be talked about. I heard a podcast for about basketball. It was Zach Lowe and Woj. They were talking about the same thing. Like, it's going to be written out that if it, like, LeBron and, um, shit, uh, there's a million irrelevant basketball players that can think of. Jordan Clarkson, if LeBron get, gets the disease or Jordan Clarkson gets the disease, on the is it going to be the same? Right. And then also, uh, that's another thing with basketball about teams that are already out. Like, what's the point of them coming back to play? Sorry, basketball thing again. But, like, in baseball, same concept. If Aaron Judge gets it versus uh, Mike Ford, is it going to be handled differently? Is that going to cause an uproar? Is there going to be 10 times more problems from them playing versus the solutions and the happiness that fans across the world get from the daily television, you know, show we get to watch? I'll tell you, though, if if Aaron Judge gets it, uh, the Yankees medical staff will mishandle it. So, <laughs> oh, I'm to that. Absolutely, absolutely. Can we, can, we, can we can we take a sidebar to talk about Aaron Judge for a second here? Because yes. like the, the dude still hasn't swung a fucking bat yet. He hasn't swung a bat. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done. He's done zero baseball activities. We've been in this. We've been in this virus since fucking the situation. And then, and then did you see? Did you see? I think it was Boone who said, uh, "But trust that." Uh, he's ready as soon as he can go. How the hell are you going to tell me he's ready? He said that he hasn't done anything. Wait, did he, did he say specifically he's ready as soon as he can go? Yeah, he said, yeah, they said, he said when the when the doctors give him the okay, he'll be ready to go. Of course he will be because he'll be he'll be healthy. <laughs> so so you're he'll saying be re- he'll be ready to go to resume baseball activities, but he's not going to be ready for game shape. I mean, the guy hasn't done anything in in so long in in, in terms of baseball activities. That's not he's so, not swinging a bat. He's not taking bat. He's not taking batting practice. <laughs> he's not he's not doing anything. He's doing nothing. He's doing what we're doing. He's sitting on his couch. He's probably he's hanging playing, out with his girlfriend. It's so hanging it's out so with his funny. girlfriend who got a DUI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because you know, for my whole life, we watch we watch like things happen with the Mets and be like, you know, how does this happen? How does like a, a New York team play like a small market team? And now I'm just watching this with the Yankees, just like, how the hell do we not have an expert medical staff? How do we not have the the best of the best? Like you look at other teams that just don't nobody deals with it at this, this level. Who's a marquee team? And it's like I, I'm I I truly wonder. That during coronavirus, like how many people on our team are going to get it and never come back for the year? Because it's just it's like it's so yeah. likely that they just mismanage the entire thing. And that was a big thing for the Yankees and during the offseason, they fired all their medical staff after all those injuries, and now like, and it still happened in spring training. Uh, uh, Stanton, <laughs> Stanton, and Paxton, and oh, and and that was the crazy thing too is that like they thought that like the that was the parting gift for like uh the, with Severino. They said Severino might have a tear, but he's ready to go game 7. He has a yeah. tear in a small slight tear in his elbow, but he's good to go to game 7. And that was the parting gift the the Yankees old medical staff gave to them before they were shown the door. Like oh my I mean God. they let Aaron Hicks play the, after he decided to go against the team and take swings on his own and said, I'm healthy, guys. And they said, okay, I guess so. If he's swinging in his backyard, he's good to go. And they put him in the playoffs. As soon as he's swinging, he's ready. He, he, 
he did have that big. He had that. He had that big home run against Verlander. I think I was in game. I think it was like game. Yeah, but he had surgery right after that again. (laughs) Time is done. Hey, if he's swinging, he's ready. He's ready. Got it. <laughs> oh my god! If they think, I, I, I get it. You had one case where Masahiro Tanaka is able to will his UCL to work every day, even though it's partially for <laughs> because he's a Zen master or whatever you want to call him. But not everyone's Tanaka. Not everyone has that ability to just, <laughs> to just tell your hilarious. body what's going to happen. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's just it's mind boggling that, that we're still dealing with this. And it's like we just found out the Paxton like two weeks ago is ready to go. Like. Like, how are they getting these updates? Like, what are they doing? Like, I, 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 it's like, just when they're now, hopping on the on the Yes Network to talk to Meredith Morocco <laughs> from their from their couch. Like, that's when they give like those random updates. But you know, you know who's winning? Yeah, who, who gave him the okay? Was it was it his wife at his house? Like, who's who yeah. saying he's good to go? Who? By the way, whoever you know, I want to know who's winning quarantine uh, in New York baseball. It's Dominic Smith. He's doing a boatload no, of, of, of media stuff with SNY. He does it. I think it's every single day. Him and um, is it Gary Apple or is it the other guy from SNY? I forget. But it's uh, Dom Smith, J.D. Davis, typically every day. But Dom Smith's been on like everything I've seen. And they, they talk to all different players. They talk to Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Gary Keith and Ron. And they do like this uh, from the couch show. And Dom Smith has a wonderful personality. Now, if only we had a place to play. I'll tell you, if if you if, well, if you have a universal DH this year, you got a place to play him. Yeah. Let's talk Absolutely. about that before we say goodbye. Everyone thinks it's good. everyone thinks it's going to be Cano, but you got you got Dom Smith there too, who's younger, making a lot less money, and you want to get your your all out of him, and especially if he he becomes trade bait from that. I think that's a, that's a win win for the Messi. Who know, who knows if actors are even going to allow trades? That's going to be that's going to be a thing too because mm. if you're if that's you're not are they gonna? Are they even gonna allow trades between between clubs? Is the club you have is the club you're gonna have for for 82 games? That's gonna be really interesting too. Wait, I do actually want to say something quick. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I, the trade deadline two like a two months in? That's true. Maybe, but what what about the what? You know, do they want players? No, I, no, I know. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm just saying it's like you know you you need time to see what your ball club's gonna even look like to exactly. make a trade. I mean, you know, exactly. Oof, that's well, my brain just started trying to break that down. No, I was going to say this. Um, oh, yeah, the funniest thing for me from, like, the announcements that they were going to make when they were saying, yeah, like, there's going to be, you know, no high fives, no spitting seeds, <laughs> and they didn't say no dip, but they definitely, like, it's going to be written somewhere that they can't dip, and they'll say it at some point, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm just um, – if they're playing baseball, they're packing lips, Okay. Oh, absolutely. There is well, no they're way. They're phasing it out, dude. I mean, you have to be grandfathered in now anyway. Most people are, most people are, are, are getting out of the league at the, at the moment anyway. I mean, that, that's not what it used the to most be. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You have to be grandfathered in to pack lips in the MLB. It, it's, it, it, just, it, it, ugh, it makes me. Well, I'm not making it up. I know, that's, I know, but it's also not followed, I'm sure. There's 100% loads really? of people who definitely dip. With I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming. I'd be shocked if you see a Glaber Torres all of a sudden just packing a lip. I, mean, well, I, I assume the people who don't. Younger guys. I'm assuming the people who don't didn't. They didn't stop because of that. The people who pack who pack lips are packing them no matter what. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't allowed to. There, here's another humble brag for you, Alec. You weren't allowed to pack lips at my college baseball team. Found out people were packing lips. Okay. That's the picture I was just about to. I was trying to find on my phone right now. Sorry, <laughs> this is a this is a visual a visual part, a component of a of an audio podcast. But there's a there's a meme out there of like CC just put packing the fattest lip possible. That was I just made it my Zoom background. There you <laughs> go. I love that. By the way, you know I don't know why when I did podcast. Well, we when we did podcasts in the past. We didn't always use video, and now for some reason in quarantine, Zoom and Skype and all that stuff has been such a norm that we do. I do all my podcasts with video. It's it's way better. I get to stare at your guys' face and you know put my finger in the air and wag if I'm going to try to say something next. It's very nice. I like that. Wait, the last thing I want to talk about before we go because <laughs> we could have, in theory, you know, started to talk about certain players that we're excited about or teams that we're excited about, but we have so much time between now and when that matters, we can do it another time. Can we just hammer home again? That the universal DH is an amazing thing. That's that that is going to be the number one thing that is positive that comes out of this quarantine and coronavirus situation. The universal DH. My prayers have been answered. I think. 
and, I, and I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a team that helps them out more than the Mets. Oh uh, gosh! To be honest, because because you because now your outfield can be you know Nimmo, uh, McNeil, and Conforto, uh, and then you could put Cespedes at DH, or you could put Cano at DH, or you could put Dom Smith at DH. You have so many more candidates now, and you can have such a better lineup going out there every single day. I don't think that there's like I, I'm pretty sure it was um I think it was Mike Exisa of CBS Sports that broke down like the DH candidates for all the NL teams, but like. It, no, it doesn't help anybody else more than, than I think the Mets. So oh my gosh! I think as a Mets fan, you should you should be very excited about that. Uh, that and, and even just I, I watched. Th- the- I think also it just highlights you for the next year too. You get some trade out of it. And I, I think when I watch the Yankees, I get so jealous when you're able to give like half off days to people by playing them at DH. You know, like oh, Aaron Judge yeah. has played uh, six days in a row. You know, he doesn't need a rest day, but let's throw him at DH today. He'll get half a rest day. And, like, I love that. And I, I, I that's such a great thing for baseball. And you don't need to see pitchers hit. You definitely don't need to see him bunt. You just get the DH in baseball. It's time to move the hell on. I know we had the Bartolo Colon home run. But it's so run. exciting to see Madison bunt. Yeah, it's so, so, so exciting to see it happen once every six years. Yeah, yeah and oh, that's the crazy God, thing. Like, every, 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 everyone says that Madison Bumgarner is, like, the best like such an amazing hitter, like for sure you hit like under a buck fifty. But like, I'm just, I'm just for, saying, for, like this is, if like, you have a pitcher yeah. who's a good enough hitter, I'll I'll allow it once they get in the lineup when they're still a DH. Yeah, maybe Madison Bumgarner will beg his team to let him hit still because it keeps him in the zone and whatever, and maybe he'll get some abs. Sure, but if you have a team that the pitcher is going to be a better hitting option than your DH option, then your team should be in the minors. Get out of here. What about Shohei Otani? Oh, let him do oh, everything. Yeah. That guy's a stud. Yeah. Well, let's see if he well, can. So, so he's so he be in the is there team be in the minors? Well, they, no, they they he's a he's a hitter. He could hit. Stop it. Yeah, he could. He, he would make the team regardless. I don't. Yeah, yeah, he would be. He's the. He's not an example. He doesn't count. He's amazing. As no, C- he's, as, a, he's, wait, a, he's a. He's an absolute freak of nature. As CC Sabathia, as CC Sabathia said on the R two C two podcast, he's the best a baseball player in the league. That's what CC Sabathia said. Well, yeah, best baseball player in the league is a baseball player that uh, that's on the field. So wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Master Hero Tanaka's yeah. got to teach him how to will his. Uh, Whatever joint and well, it's elbow. It's elbow. I, I gotta stop my. I gotta stop myself from saying what I want to say. I don't even want to know, to be honest. Just, but just to just to uh, just to reiterate how bad pitchers are at hitting. So, like, um, not to, not to <laughs> get not this. to get to too too bad too much into the, the sabermetrics. So, WRC plus is like a typical stat. So, a hundred is like an average, and like Mike Trout hits like a hundred sixty-seven WRC plus like every year. Like that's like you know 100. Anything above 100 is a, is an above average player. MLB pitchers for the 2019 season had a negative 46 <laughs> WRC plus. Negative. <laughs> so zero is 100 percent less than who's, the average player. Who's a, who's a bad hitter in the league? Who's like a bad hitter? Uh, Ronald Torres. Yeah. And, so what what is Ronald Torres is? Uh, I'll tell wrong you. again. Wrong. Round three isn't very good. <laughs> Austin, Austin Romine. There's something like that. So why are you just hating on backup Yankee guys? Dude, sorry, are my guys? These are the people. These are the people that just come to mind. Sorry. These, these are who I. So Petey knows this, but I always love those types of players. I always root for not the superstar, but the secondary guy. Uh, you know, like the second round pick in basketball over the first round pick and things like that. So when a bench player does Maybe what they do, is I'm never going to hate on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean so, Mindogas was my guy for like two years. <laughs> so so Austin, Austin Romine's WRC Plus for the 2019 season was 95. So he was 5% worse than the average major league hitter. And pitchers were negative 42. 46. Oh, 46. Negative 46. Sorry. I don't want, I don't want to give them more than they're worth. Oh, man. That's negative, great. Negative, neg- oh, we lost oh, Andrew. We lost Drew. We're about to hopefully he'll pop back in in a minute. So, Allie, actually, why we have uh, just each other for a hot minute, because we're going to end in like less than five talk minutes. Talk crap about Drew. Yeah, let's talk all the crap about Drew. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Knicks, Kenny Atkinson, are you interested? Sorry, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, I love Kenny. I, I want. I don't want 
listen, I like Thibodeau. There was a time where I thought he would have been a really good coach for the Knicks, but right, and we just got Drew back. Um, you know, I, there was a time where I thought Thibodeau would have been the guy, and it seems like we're leaning towards Tibbs. Um, but I think you need a developmental guy right now, and I want you to keep Mike Miller on the staff regardless in whatever capacity you can get him in uh, and make, make sure he has a substantial role, even if he's not going to be the head coach, because he is a developmental player, and the Knicks clearly played better with him uh, yeah. on, the, on their squad, and Kenny Atkinson was able to do what he did with the Nets and get them to be a contending team to an extent. Um, so, yeah, I get it. But you know what? If I'm being honest, we haven't, I haven't talked to Nick in, in a minute, obviously. Uh, but Leon Rose seems to be making good hires. Hell right? yeah. Obviously, this is all on paper right now. But, um, you know, this is this is what you're looking for. You're looking for – he's getting good personnel guys right now, good, good scouting guys for both players in the league and players coming to the league, uh, which we haven't had in a long time. People that are really highly talented in the NBA. So I'm trusting right now that he's going to get a good coach, right? And, and then – Stand out of the way and let the let the people do what they're what they're supposed to be doing. And and you know, I I'm under no false illusions here. I don't think the Knicks are going to be contending for a championship next year. But um, you know, as long as we continue to make steps in the right direction, uh, you know, I, I think that I think that he's probably going to keep Perry, uh, which which I think is a good good move to keep consistency. I I don't think Perry is the problem. I think it was always no. So. I'm whatever whatever Leon Rose decides, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, which was not the case. And I just hope he doesn't go for a big name, just for the sake of being a big name, like the Knicks have done for, you know, the past twenty years. <laughs> Absolutely. See what happens when you leave the chat, Andrew. We start talking Knicks automatically. <laughs> Let's go for five seconds. <laughs> Not even, I don't think. <laughs> he jumped on the opportunity. You have no idea. No, no, no. <laughs> He's no. Like, All right, we got it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's not true, but actually, we were going to end up anyway. Uh, but yeah, good stuff on the Knicks. Also, same, Kenny Atkinson would be a fantastic hire. It seems like the Nets are going to try to go for a flashy coach, you know, uh, an ego manager rather than a developer like Kenny Atkinson is. The Knicks need David a developer. David Fisdell's a player's coach. He's still available. Oh, he is available. That would be interesting, <laughs> honestly. That would be pretty fun to watch uh, as a non-Nets fan, basketball fan. Who knows? Whatever. A lot of conversation we can get into there. Would love to see Kenny Atkinson. Thibodeau, I don't feel as bad ab- about him today as I do, did say two years ago or a year ago. Um, but still, Kenny Atkinson would be my number one choice. Nonetheless, fantastic pod, Alec and Andrew. Thank you, my baseball gurus, as always, and as we do on the Sports Blog New York podcast. And Andrew, I'll go to you first. Any last words? Uh, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, you know, if whenever baseball does resume, I did write a Yankees uh, team preview for Banish to the Pen, so you guys can check that out whenever uh, baseball does uh, resume. It'll be back up, and I'll uh, I'll try to promote it on Twitter. Love that. We'll give it a we'll give it a post as well for sure. Alec, any last words? Yeah, just stay safe out there, everyone. Be smart about uh, going back outside and doing what you're going to do because, um, you know, it's going to be easy to just try to jump right back into things. But uh, let's make sure we can get sports and let's all do our own part to make sure we get sports. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. I'll, I'll second that. And my last words go out to Cheddar, Alex's new dog. He is very cute. Give him all the pets mm-hmm. and all the boops that he deserves, and he'll be a great pup. I'm sure of it. And then lastly, thank you for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Out Podcast app, all that fun stuff because we really appreciate it. And if we could give you an hour of bliss to talk about some sports stuff throughout this quarantine, an hour of distraction, that is a beautiful thing. So hopefully you could enjoy, and hopefully you're safe out there. Thank you all for listening. Yer.